Hello, this is Richie from the Metal Cell Podcast. This is a really unique episode insofar as that I have three lads here that have strode out on their own and did solo stuff. Um, I want to welcome Shane Murphy of Golgata. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Richie. No problem. Alex, commonly known as Dissonance, but fuck that. Uh, Alex from Worn Out, now also with a brand new solo project called Abysm. Hey, what's up, guys? Cool. Welcome, Alex. And Kieran from Croza, now as a solo artist under the name Astralis. Is that correct? It is indeed. Cheers, yeah. Richie. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant to have me on, lads. I'm really looking forward to this. It's, it's very unusual to have three V release solo albums in, in probably a few months. Is, would that be true? Yeah. Who uh, released the first one? Was it you, Kieran? I'd say it was probably Shane. Was it Shane? Mine was uh, November 13th, just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I'd say it's, um, I think, Alex, you might have come out with a single first, maybe. With a, a no, actually, actually not, because there's, there's like a little story behind this. I saw that Kieran was putting out music. Mm. I was like right away messaging him like, oh, this is so cool. I have a couple of songs. Now I maybe think about releasing them too. So actually, without Astralist, I wouldn't have released the Abyssal stuff at all. Wow. Cool. Brilliant. <laughs> so let's let's start with Kieran then. I know with Carosa, you are working on a new album, which yeah. we, we all can't wait for. But I presume you had a lot of stuff kicking around, yeah? Yeah. Um, for, I mean, for years, I've been just collecting riffs. Uh, and a lot of them kind of had a home in Carosa, and some of them just didn't at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like with Carosa, we from the start, we've always had a Dropbox folder where we just drop riffs in and out. And so I, I'd say I probably had a close to, I don't know, maybe 50, 60 riffs just kind of in there start like there were start of tracks middle of tracks places that didn't fit really uh just for us all to kind of tack stuff onto and bring into the the, the practice space then and see what works and what doesn't so um yeah i think i kind of after so many <laughs> years of like just focusing on carosa and, and building that up I, I had stuff left over that i knew wouldn't work so uh mm-hmm. yeah it was just really um decided to, to see if i could just do something on my own um, and I, I think that was just on the back of as well. Carosa's first album had just come out, and I know like Jack was in Gallock, um, and Ollie in Spirit Merchant as well. So I was just kind of trying to see what I could do as well at the same time. Mm. Um, I like the again the original idea was to kind of have a band. I was I was toying with the idea of maybe setting up a three piece, and then COVID nineteen hit, and you yeah. know all that went out the window. So I was like, I have all this time. I'm still out of work. Like you know, I can't go back into the office. Um, so just using the time to just kind of nail down my own stuff. Um, what about gear? Had you to purchase any more gear for for your project? Uh, not really. Like, I, well, this microphone here for vocals. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, I've just got one of those kind of focus right solo, Scarlet solo things. Um, so, yeah, I, I just put down the bass, guitars, everything. And then I'm sure with the lads as well, it's, you know, drum programming. Um, yeah. So I, I was kind of playing with a, a few different things like Easy Drummer and... Um, I was using like guitar rig and kind of moved on now to um, Amplitube and stuff like that. So there's like a whole mix of, of kind of different things I was playing with and all trial and error. And again, that's why I kind of put demo on the end of it because I, did, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't know how it was going to turn out or, or, or if people were going to like it or not. So, you know, so it was fairly well received anyway. So it's, it's always a bonus when that happens. Yeah. Um, I was only writing this stuff for myself really. Mm. Yeah, we'll get back to the tracks in a minute. I just want to kind of just establish how you 
how you all got into going down the solo project route. Alex, worn out, or like everybody else, stuck? Yeah, like this was a situation, like I think every band in, in Ireland is on, or worldwide is on. We have a we have an EP finished. It's done. Mm. It's like we're just waiting to release it. And by the beginning of this year, we started to write for a follow up. Then COVID hit, and we have like approximately material for uh, for a new EP even done by now. Uh, but since the the first one that we recorded hasn't even released yet, we just said, look, uh, yeah, we we cannot progress right now because we want the first EP to be out. Mm. Then COVID hit. We couldn't practice at all. I was stuck at home like everyone else. And then I would just start it like uh, compiling some riffs um, that I thought were maybe too different from the stuff that I was doing in Worn Out. Um, and just like, and it all started out as a joke too. How can I write the most simple uh, but crushing music you can think of? Mm-hmm. And again, had you ever produced stuff yourself before? Yeah, like uh, with old bands, I produced a record for my old band, we co-produced. So I have a little bit of experience, but I wouldn't, by no means would would my would I call myself like a pro or anything. It's just yeah. like, I know what I want to hear, but I don't know any of the technical terms. Hmm. Had you much people to turn to, we'll say, if you got stuck in various parts of the recording or again, just figuring out yourself? Actually, no. I really wrote and recorded everything on my own. Um, and I wanted it to be this way. I wanted it to be like an expression of uh, how I felt at, at this time. Hmm. Like the, the whole EP was written within a span of three weeks. And then, like I said, I never planned on releasing it at all. I was just like, okay, I have this out of my system. Now I can like focus on new worn out stuff. Hmm. Brilliant. Now, Shane, you're the unusual part of the whole equation insofar as I don't know could like I think you are I think you can definitely fit in in with the metal crowd but then again it's a bit diverse obviously again um, just maybe go through your process first of all in recording and we'll just talk about then how you settled on Galgada because I know there was another band before that which was yourself again Yes. So I've been on my own for seven years at this point yeah. anyway. But, um, but yeah, like, I mean, much like the other guys and the kind of what Alex was uh, alluding to, a lot of it is trial and error, you know. Mm. Um, at the end of the day, the music I make is basically the music I want to hear, you know. Um, I mean, with the likes of this Galgada project, it was probably the first time I've done a project where I have a bit of an identity, you know. Um, yeah. The previous project I did uh which i did from about 2013 to about 2019 but the start of 2019 it was kind of more again a lot of trial and error but also just making just making something it wasn't even um in a specific genre it was just basically making something for the sake of making it you know Mm. um in terms of golgotha yeah i wanted a bit of a more of an identity um and when it actually comes to the actual recording of things again it's it's literally just again I'm not, I don't ever claim to be a technical ep- expert or anything like that. A lot of it is, again, a back catalogue of stuff I would have had from a previous project. And again, there could be, you know, a back catalogue of melodies, drum beats, which sound good to me, but might not quite fit that style. Um, but with the new EP, for example, that's kind of stemming, I think, from the debut album I did in May. It's kind of a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. I think, that didn't make the album that I decided, you know, doesn't quite fit or... And maybe the album's going to be too long, so I decided to do a bit of an EP off the back of it, you know. Uh, in terms of the recording, anyway, like I, I use a good variety of softwares for this 
latest album on the EP, I was using FL Studio primarily, uh, which is obviously an audio workstation software tool. Um, in terms of the actual instruments I use, again, it's a lot of different kind of mad stuff. You know, we have a lot of different, I've, I'm big into my gadgets and stuff. So like I have a lot of different types of little mini synths and stuff. Uh, anything from core to Yamahas to teenage engineering stuff, you know, just a lot of variety stuff. Um, but in terms of recording, it's all done by myself. Uh, I've never saw, you know, suck out anyone else to come and help me um it's all just you know diy kind of stuff you know um so it's all again it's all again i won't ever claim to be an expert but it's just all done by myself you know cool and i suppose how you came to a lot of our attention was probably the use of kelvin thorn Mm -hmm. for um your merch you immediately floated into our sites then obviously yeah i mean (laughs) Kelvin again I can't, I can't even remember when I first came across Kelvin's work I have a feeling it was around the time he did some work for Mastodon when they were coming to play in Dublin mm. I remember seeing a piece of work he did and I thought it was unbelievable when I saw it and I kind of had in the back of my head that I wanted to start this project at that point so when I was in the previous uh, work I was doing I always did my own artwork and it was cack it was rubbish you know absolute crap amateur hour you know so when I saw his piece of work, it stuck with me. And yeah. I kind of thought when I'm going to do this, I might reach out to him and see, you know, at that point, I literally had no idea who he was. I just knew he was this guy who did work for Mastodon. So I thought he was some, you know, absolute huge star, big shot that did all the big bands, you know. <laughs> um, but uh, again, he said he's done, he's done all my work now. He's done three pieces of work now. And I must say they're getting better and better. I, I think, yeah. you know, not to toot my own horn again, it's, it's his work, mm-hmm. you know, I just, it's a, very proud to be, you know, to have him on board as well. And the work he's doing is unbelievable. Do you have much influence in the concept and design in relation to Golgotha? Like, obviously, when we when we did we did the first piece, the self-titled EP last year, uh, you know, I don't go into too much detail. I think uh, based on his work, I trust him, you know. So mm-hmm. I literally give Kelvin, I usually send him, you know, all the tracks. I might send him yeah. a brief outline of, you know, maybe this is kind of the idea, a route I wanted to go down with. But literally, when it comes to the overall design, I kind of let him do his thing. And he comes back and knocks out of the park each time, you know. Mm. Um, but it is kind of an odd one, you know what I mean? Again, even when I was approaching Kelvin, I was like, well, I know he obviously primarily would go into the metal kind of realm, you know, and maybe I'm, a, you know, coming in from a dark sense kind of, you know, mm. you know, will he, will he be interested? Will he even be bothered, you know? Um, but I think it's kind of getting smaller and smaller, you know what I mean? I think the, if you go to any kind of dark synth or synth wave concert, like a Perturbator, Carpenter Brute, for example, who played Dublin a couple of times, it's all metalheads, you know, they're all <laughs> metalheads that are there, you know? Yeah. Um, I think it's just becoming, because obviously it's a dark synth would be a bit of a diversion from synth wave as a whole, but dark synth kind of incorporates, you know, a lot of almost industrial kind of sounds and metal mm. sounds as well, you know? Yeah. So all their fan base is metal tends to be, you know? Yeah. Excellent. I mean, Karen, again, design wise, you were able to do that yourself. You did a great job. Um, the whole idea behind the cover anyway is is related to the songs i presume yeah kind of like very loosely um, okay. I, and again it was just kind of in in terms of uh putting a demo together i just i just needed some imagery for it but uh yeah like it, again during the lockdown at the start of it i've always been interested in themes of like occults and esoteric arcane weird stuff and um, so i just started reading a lot on kind of hermetics and all this kind of mad stuff went down the route of like all these occult writers and imagery and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I just kind of picked out some basic, sim- simple kind of shapes and, and overlaid them over kind of like the, the whole name Astralist doesn't make any sense. Mm. I think af- after I had named it, I, I had 
to do Google for it, which I should have done first. I think some <laughs> word of Warcraft association or something like that. But, uh, but like, it was just a word that kind of sounded cool. It was kind of, you know, almost mm. like a, a mix between an astrologist and an astronomer or something like that. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's the imagery just kind of, I, I tried to fit it in with the name really. Yeah. And again, Alex, yours pretty mm. dark again. Did you have much, yeah. did you design the logo? Yeah, the logo is like, just like the music, it came together in like five minutes or so. <laughs> so I just like toyed around with uh, Photoshop a little bit. And like I had the concept in mind that this music should play with the theme of uh, li li like the chasm in, a uh, in oneself, like all the negativity, oppressing feelings. So I thought, okay, what could be cool? Abysm. Oh, yeah, sounds great. Let's just put it in uh, Photoshop, like toy around with it a little bit. Mm. And yeah first try and I uh, thought, okay, this is just perfect. And you found, how did you find then Charlotte of Black Mott? I just like, I have a friend in a band who worked with him a couple of times in the past. And I really just like the aesthetics that he has just mm. so much. You can read into that. And since the music at that point, I know wouldn't have any lyrics at all. I thought it would be cool if to give a layer of interpretation to the music. So I just messaged him. And right away, he was like, yeah, I'm on it. It was like the shortest messages you could imagine. And he sent back, it's like, thank you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then, then he just worked on the music, worked on the uh, music video. Four weeks later, he's like, the video is done. Sent me a link. Thank you. That's everything that, that he said to me. And I'm like, okay. And Clicked on the video, opened it up. I was like, okay, this is actually perfect for the music. Cool. And, that's, wow. and, that, and that was for Grim Reminder. <laughs> yeah, for a Grim Reminder for the title track. And where's he based? Uh, he's so, in Poland, based ah, in Poland. Yeah. Okay. Okay, we'll have a listen to a grim reminder and uh, see what you think.
I think out of all your stuff, there's one or two tracks definitely you could add vocals on. You could get in a vocalist maybe. I actually wanted to do vocals at first, uh, mm-hmm. but I didn't have a, a mic. I didn't have like the possibility to record vocals on because I okay. just blew like a lot of money on a new guitar right before this. So <laughs> <laughs> just what just wasn't in the budget. So it was like, okay. is it a seven string by any chance? Yeah, it's a seven yeah. string. <laughs> yeah. uh, let me let me show this to you. It's like a sweet guitar. Nice. That's nice. So much. What is it? Uh, it's an Ibanez RGD, some some number, some okay. some letters. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so, since I just bought this, I was like, okay, no no chance I can afford a mic now, like a good mic. Mm, mm. Wow, that's interesting. And if you can get the budget together. Well, there is there will be a second EP, and yes, there will be vocals on it. Oh, okay. So this is coming up sometime next year. <laughs> oh, cool. Excellent nice. stuff. Kieran, um, you're the only one here that's that's actually singing. How did you approach that? I mean, <laughs> did you think about clean vocals? Or I know you went down the more death metal kind of doomy side of it. Um, was there a temptation to go clean? Yeah, um, I think, I, yeah, I on one or two of the tracks there are some clean vocals. Mm. Um, and I, there was the temptation to kind of do either one or, or the other. Yeah. But uh I, I did different takes of different stuff and just kind of worked with whatever came out best. Um, yeah. Uh, like I, I'm, I don't see myself as a great singer or anything like that. I think years ago I was, I was pretty good, but now I'm just kind of, you know, I blew my voice out years ago and now I'm just trying to, you know, do what I can with it. Really? But, yeah. Uh, Tell yeah, me about it. <laughs> yeah. I used to be in like a kind of Pantera tribute band years ago and um, Nirvana tribute band as well. Um, and like I, I could hit a lot of those vocal ranges, but now I, I think I just blew my voice to bits. Uh, it wasn't warming up properly, wasn't taking care of my throat. And yeah, that's why I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of working with what I can do now. Um, and again, it was the idea for this was to kind of have a band where maybe other members could take over vocal duties mm-hmm. at some points, but like I, because I was on my own, I was just kind of did what I could. And, and yeah, I think it kind of works to a certain extent, but yeah. again, like going into the future, like I, I, I might be focusing on bigger releases, like a, a longer release. I know the demo is like 30 something minutes long. It's like three tracks really. Um, but like I, I have a lot of stuff, more material left over as well. So I don't know, like some songs might just be harsh vocals. Others might just be clean. Mm. I have a track here out of it. It's Suhil Roy's. Um, we'll have a listen to it here.
Yeah, that was fantastic. And I loved the whole way right through that EP, Kieran, the way you have the nice acoustic guitar intros in a lot of them. And the sound oh, is fantastic as well. I mean, fair play to you for producing it that well. Um, oh, thanks a minute. Cheese, yeah. I love this EP, seriously. Yeah. 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 Nice one. <laughs> I, got, I noticed yeah. also, like, it seemed to be almost kind of like, kind of some little kind of tribal stuff going on yeah. in the background almost like a sepultura kind of feel to it like the yeah. airy sepultura which is cool yeah um i think with, with corozo like we had uh oh, iron from the sky was like one of the like 20 minute songs off the first album mm. and uh, that's how i originally envisioned it with the kind of uh tabula drums like and a real middle eastern kind of thing um and this kind of started off as almost like a, a part two for corozo but I think, again, we, we kind of moved slightly in a different direction with Carosa for a lot of stuff. So uh, I just kind of used this for something awesome. else. But again, these are all just, they're all just like VST virtual kind of instruments and you, you know yourself. <laughs> well, what I like about it is, uh, it, I feel, I think it has like a new Roses feel, at least to me. I don't know oh, if yeah. you agree <laughs> or not. Who are, who are new roses or neurosis? All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I, actually, yeah. I, actually talked that, I actually talked that about yours, Alex. I thought there was kind of a little oh, really? hint of neurosis, but I also felt mm. um, a little hint of Deftones, kind of mascara. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's the song? <laughs> Birthmark uh, from kind of early Deftones. Just a little bit with the guitar. I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Like Deftones are a major influence on so, me. Uh, I mean, I did yeah. a couple of Deftones covers with uh, the guys from. Uh, from Baylor and oh, uh, cool. Shane, yeah. I forgot yeah. the name now. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And Shane, do you play guitar yourself? Yeah. Uh, sadly, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I used to again when when I was in school and kind of in my teens. I was in a few bands. All right, and I primarily did bass um, and singing as well. Um, mm. But kind of like what Kieran was saying, my voice. Uh, I'm not saying Kieran's voice is gone. My voice is gone 100. So that's why there's no <laughs> vocals on my tracks to zero. Okay. But uh, guitar, yeah. Like I mean, I can play a little bit here and there, but sadly no. And I thought that's why I be I'm better off, you know, pushing a couple of buttons and a few keys, and hopefully uh, <laughs> you can sound that way, you know. Okay. But primarily, primarily though, I'm a metal, a metal guy. You know what I mean? Like you know, I'm not yeah. like you know. Uh, you know, obviously, I love my synthwave and stuff, but primarily, my my, my favorite bands would be all metal, uh, metal stuff. You know. Mm. So the track right. I picked out there for you is "The Hurled with Eyes of Fire." Uh, it's one of my favorites off the new EP. We'll have a listen.
And are any of you fans of Synthwave or Dark Synth, Alex Heck or yeah. Kieran? Yeah, absolutely. I, I am, not but like, I love this. Um, and like, okay. I, I heard of you first, again, it was because like I do a lot of kind of design work for bands and stuff. I'm always checking in on Tibulga Design and Serpent Tusk is stuff that's why i came across god got as well like your first one and i'm not gonna lie the first time i heard it it my brain kind of did a, <laughs> like a somersault i was like what what am i listening to like but in a good way in a good way but it, it literally took my brain about 30 seconds to to figure out what i was listening to it was like i was like the drums are 100% heavy metal, but then I was like the synth and i love i, I i'm not sure if you ever uh listened to an artist lorne Oh, I yeah. love Lauren. I'm yeah. such yeah. a big Lauren run right now. Lauren <laughs> is like one of my favorite musicians. Yeah. Like a, a lot of a lot of passages in, in your songs that remind me of his. It just cool. the use of like specific like bass synths and stuff like that is like uh, really yeah. powerful. Um, I I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I mean, like I said, when I was doing the the previous project for the last uh, six years before this one, um, I think towards like you know maybe. 2017, 2018, I started to incorporate a lot more kind of, you know, bassy and kind of, you know, a bit more kind of darker, you know, before it was a bit more kind of, I suppose, generic synth wave, which is that really kind of, you know, 80s kind of style, yeah, really yeah. 80s kind of sound, you know, um, like a Mitch Murder, if you know them. But uh, I just kind of wanted to do a bit more, something a bit heavier, a bit more down that kind of metal realm, if, if I possibly could, because obviously, again, I'm not as talented with a guitar like you guys and stuff like that. So I kind of thought this is kind of my close as I can get to it, if you want to call it that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, like, I mean, thanks for the kind words. Uh, cool that you checked out the first uh, EP as well, because I don't think people have checked out that one as much. Uh, kind of gets forgotten about it at times. Uh, I'm actually really proud of that first one as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, the, the cool kind words. But yeah, like, I mean, like I said, like, uh, if you're ever listening to Synthwave, like, it, there's some godfathers of, you know, dark synth, like Perturbator, Carpenter Brute, yep. Dan Terminus. And Perturbator is actually just announced he's coming to Dublin next yeah. November. So oh, really? Definitely, definitely check out that. It's, yeah. it's unreal. No, it's unreal. <laughs> I think it is uh, author, author and Punishment. Or author and Punisher, Punisher yeah. yeah. And Health as well. Yeah. Cool. But what's cool about Perturbator as well and the likes of Carpenter Brute is there obviously it's, it's basically just one person with a, with a synth and whatnot, but in their live shows are starting to incorporate drums and guitarists as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So Perturbator now would come with a drummer and it's heavy as fuck, you know what yep. I mean? It's unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah, definitely recommend checking him out if you haven't checked him out. Yeah. Um, Prology started out kind of all synth as well and their live shows, oh, yeah. they had live musicians and it just brought it to a way different level, you know? Oh yeah, um, like I mean a lot of this music as well is, is still influenced by the likes of a prodigy and influenced by the likes of Daft Punk as well. Yeah, but again, yeah. You know, some people might not think it, but obviously... I, I hear Ramstein in there as well. Yeah. Ramstein are, are one of my favourites as well, mm. you know what I mean? Their live shows are ridiculous. I saw yeah. them in Prague last year. It was just like Cirque du Soleil for metal. It was fantastic, you know? <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, obviously uh, I, I especially with the first EP, I was kind of, uh, I was listening to a lot of Ramstein at that point. And obviously again, mm. they're basically dance metal, you know, so mm. it's kind of trying to my best to be yeah. basically a little mini Ramstein ripoff, if you want to say that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, cool. Like I'm glad you actually caught that one out as well, because it would be a, a bit of an influence for me outside mm. the synthwave realm, you know. Who do you bounce ideas off of lads? When, when you, we'll say you think you've a song finished, is there my a poor wife? My poor wife. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, say my, my fiance would be a big one. Um, and a shout out to there's a, a good friend of mine, Kieran Trainer. He's a he's actually a writer. He's a he, he directs plays, he writes plays, and he's an actor. Um, so whenever and obviously because it's it's purely kind of it will say instrumental. There's obviously no 
it's hard to come up with song titles at times, you know. Um, obviously, there's a certain image I have in my head, so, but it's good to kind of bounce ideas off the likes of him because he's obviously a very creative mind, you know. So um, he's he's a go-to person and as well as my fiancé as well. But, mm. but yeah, definitely those two. I know, For Alex, me, you sent one on to me anyway. That was, it was yeah, great, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think you were one of the first person that I sent something and was like, hey, maybe you like this. Um, so Brian also, like the bass player from Worn Out, I sent mm. him like everything. And uh, like his feedback was just invaluable to me. Mm. Uh, and he's also like, he's really involved and he's really uh, techy when it comes to production stuff. So he can like give me really good advice on stuff that I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like also, I mean, it's not beyond the realms of possibility as well that further down the line, you could, you could actually branch out and do soundtracks and a few other projects for other people as well, you know. Um, I know yeah. you're only creatively dipping your toes into this at the moment, um, but have you all thought about that? Yeah, um, that friend of mine, Kieran, as well, he actually just released a short film uh, about a month or two ago, and I did the score for it. Okay, um, nice. And that's actually uh, something I'm working on at the moment is... Um, with the last the CP being released, I'm kind of putting Gal Gadot on the back foot a little bit, and I'm starting to do um, in the middle of writing um, almost we'll say an unofficial Blade Runner soundtrack, we'll call it. Um, <laughs> you know, so uh, nice. it's a bit more, a bit more kind of ambient, a bit more kind of soundscape. You know, you might have the odd piece here and there, which is a bit more, you know, a bit more kind of down the Gal Gadot kind of style, but primarily it will be a bit more kind of atmospheric and cinematic. Excellent, Karen. What about you? Um, not so much, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, like in terms of, uh, I don't know, like I, I it, like you say, when you don't have people to bounce things off as much as like, you know, mm. when you're in a band, it's kind of you're, you're throwing ideas at each other and seeing what works and what doesn't. Like I, I did show um, the lads in Groza a few, a few things while I was doing it. And one of them, one of the songs I had originally panned for this release, like, uh, uh, for, well, for, for release as Astralis ended up, like, is going to be on the Corozza's second album. And um, because I showed it to Ollie and he was like, there's no way you're using that yourself. <laughs> like, they, like, so we worked on that, you know, like, and shaped it into a Corozza song. Like, um, it was more or less done, but we just put bells and whistles on it. But uh, yeah, I think the way it diverges from Corozza is that, like, uh, like Corozza is a mixed bag of stuff anyway, genre-wise, mm. uh, within metal. But And it's kind of the same as this, but, like, I didn't go into it saying I'm going to sound like this band or that yeah. band or whatever. I, I literally just wrote a songs that I wanted to hear. So there's mixes of like, I don't know, post metal, small elements of black metal, death metal-y kind of things, doom metal, whatever, atmospheric, progressive, whatever you want to call it. So uh, I left it kind of open. So like the use of acoustic parts as well, like, I, like I'd love to just do an acoustic. Yeah. EP or something mm. or, or like even a psych one or something like that you know so I left it very open in that regard yeah. to, to just kind of maybe branch off and who knows like I, I might just do an instrumental album or something as well like mm. or EP or something yeah I think um, I wouldn't be the only one saying this uh, we loved the acoustic part of your EP um, you sure could is, definitely yeah. definitely as I said branch out there and have a female vocal on it yeah yeah you know? and again like with, with that stuff yeah. uh, that happened at the start of lockdown um, you know there was like restrictions imposed with like travel distances so I found a forest near my house that I used to just go during the day 
And I actually like all those uh, birds and stuff in the water you hear is like a river running through the forest. I, I did a lot of field recordings for it. So, uh, wow, fantastic. I, I really enjoyed that. Actually, I thought it was actually you downloaded it. No, that's, no, that's and the, actually really the, cool. The end of the first track is all the crows and stuff. Like I, I was underneath, a, there was like a, a ton of crows nests and trees and stuff. So I just recorded all them just for the, the outro of that track. Uh, so a lot of it was just kind of field recordings and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Uh, Alex, you sent it off to be mastered to a mate of yours, is it Simon? Yeah, that's right. Simon, he's a guitar player from uh, Nightmare. And like I've been friends with him for a really, really long time. Uh, sent him one song uh, even before I released it and was like, this is, this is actually really cool. He asked me, look, if you're ever looking for someone to master it, maybe put it out, just think of me. So when I had the whole EP done, just send it to him. And yeah, took it from there. And this was actually like a really, really, really good choice yeah. uh, because the whole thing blew blew up a little bit after this. Uh, like within within the first week of this being on Bandcamp, uh, I sold quite a lot of EPs and was surprised because I didn't advertise it like this much. Uh, about a thousand plays over one weekend. I was like, Jeez, okay, yeah. yeah. And then I found out that some some Russian uh youtube channels started to re-upload the ep so like if you if you type in abysm a grim reminder you will find several uploads from from different uh channels <laughs> what the hell <laughs> can i just say actually as well sorry uh vicious guitar sounds like yeah. uh, your tone is <laughs> is just fucking excellent like Thanks, it's, man. it's it's that's all i is is vicious like yeah. it's a i think that's what like uh you, you showed it to me like when you're going to put it out and uh mm. immediately like it's, it's just like you get punched in the face and it's kind of that's what, <laughs> that's what makes you want to stay and listen to the rest of it. it's like jesus it's like a tidal wave of, of it's like a wall of sound that just like hits oh, you thanks, right man. Away. yeah, yeah really, really same. i kind of felt that like it's like the world was ending or something you know what I mean? in a good way you know in a very good oh, way thanks but uh, yeah unbelievable crush and power unbelievable mm. Thanks and, so much, guys. And really? this is interesting now in so far as trying to get an audience for you so you can reach out to as many people as you can. What are your own opinions on it first before I just throw in my spiel on it? Um, maybe maybe you, Shane, first. It's interesting with you. Um, you are actually hard to find on Spotify. Are you even on it? There's a few guys got us. I'll tell you now, I'm not on it. So yeah, my, okay. my, my previous project there was, but... Uh, yeah. And in my previous project, I was, I'm probably still on Bandcamp as well for that old mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but with the new stuff now, um, I wouldn't say it was a you know an active choice or whatever. Um, I just decided not to do it. It's not like I won't do it. Just for the time being, I just decided um, you know just I release it for free. I just put it up on that random little mini site I created. Um, but I think I will eventually put it up on Spotify. But in terms of yeah, finding an audience, yeah, I suppose it's a at times it's a bit of a niche thing, you know. Um, uh it can be hard i suppose to get listeners sometimes but i mean to be honest any all the reaction i've gotten to any edp it's been it's been fantastic you know um everyone's been very supportive and you know again people that i'm even friendly with are people i don't know that you know i wouldn't have thought would be into that kind of thing or give me you know you know good feedback which is fantastic you know yeah um alex oh I was actually not that confident in putting it out. Mm-hmm. I, like I said before, I just wanted to be recorded and then just like put it, put it somewhere in a folder on my computer way back where I never touch it again. And then Kieran was putting out his stuff and I was like, this is, this is really cool. And he had like the approach, oh, I actually didn't want to put my name on it. So I thought, you know what? Maybe I just tried. Maybe someone likes it. If no one likes it, that's fine. Still like put it out. 
still like two or three people listen to it. Mm. Um, and I didn't advertise it at all, like nowhere or, or barely, like just, just in a couple of groups, I think. Um, but I was surprised how, how good the reception was. I was surprised how many people messaged me actually. And like I said, re-uploaded the stuff. So this gave me a little bit of confidence and yeah, like again, I, without Kieran, I wouldn't have done it at all. Mm, that's, not, that's not true. That's not true. That's true. The power was in you all along. <laughs> um, Kieran? Yeah, I was like Alex just said there, like I was the exact same. Um, I, it, yeah, I, I suffer from a lot of kind of uh, self-confidence not issues or whatever. It's just, I, I didn't think it was good enough for people mm. to, to want to hear or whatever. Like, again, I, I think like not to speak for the three of us here, but it sounds like we kind of do this as a cathartic thing. Anyway, it's trying <laughs> to release something. It's like something in you, you just got to get out. Like, and, uh, that's all I did it for. Um, and I, I think I did float the idea. It was like time with the phrases and I was like, all right, I am going to release it, but I wasn't going to put it under my own name. And one of the reasons was just because I, I don't know. I just wanted to see how it would be received on its own. Um, and then the other one was just like, I didn't want anyone to think, oh, here's a, another Carosa mm. offshoot of like, you know, they immediately either, you know, if someone liked Carosa or didn't like Carosa, they'd have an opinion going into it. Whereas I just wanted them not to. Yeah. But I think by the time, by the time Alex released his as well, you know, the jig was kind of up. It was like people were reading comments and they're like, oh, it's, he said he's going to release something. He says like, all right, yeah, I might as well just put my name on it. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I, I kind of, I stand behind it anyways, but uh, like the, the idea was that I, I was going to just put it out and just see who was kind of, who'd say what about it. Um, mm. But uh, yeah. Do you find it difficult? As, as you said yourselves, like it's, there's a lot of it's about self-confidence and stuff. Do you find it difficult to push your stuff out on social media? Where to target and... Is it a case of, do you actually think, Jesus, I'm actually pestering people with this? You know, is it up too long? What's the thought process with you on that? Like in my uh, actual band, Worn Out, it's always Evan, like doing all the stuff, like pushing everything, posting mm. everything. And I never feel comfortable doing this on my own mm. because I don't want to be like the person, oh, listen to my band, listen to my project. Oh, do you like it? Come on, listen to it. I always think like, if someone wants to listen to it, he'll listen to it. And if not, I don't want to pressure someone into it, you know? So, yeah. yeah. <sighs> See, yeah. Karen? Yeah, the exact same. Yeah. The exact same as that. It's kind of like, uh, yeah, I put it out there. And uh, I think that a lot of the times it really depends on what you're posting, when you're posting it, and at, like what time you're posting it and all that. I, I think the Facebook algorithm sucks a lot of the time. Like, you know, you could put out something and it just never gets seen. Mm. And if it does get seen, it's like by two people or whatever, you, you know. Uh, but again, it was never about that for me. Like one of the one of the kind of main things that we have in Carosa as well is that we've always said that we're only going to write music for ourselves and we're not going to care what anyone thinks about it. Like as simple as that. If, if someone else enjoys what you do, it's, a, it's always a bonus. Like yeah. if you put enough passion into what you do and you love doing it that much, someone is going to like it. Mm. Um, that's, that's the ethos we've always had. So I went into this with the exact same thing. It was like, if people like it, they do. And if they don't, no skin off my back, you know? Yeah. And with the Metal Cell, then that's why I'm here. Because I see you releasing this and I'm going, fucking hell. These lads can only get so far. They need to be out further. They need more people to hear it. No, cheers, and, man. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. Seriously. Yeah, thank you. And by the way, congrats on 100 episodes. Ah, cool. That, that's unreal. Oh, that is unreal. Yeah. yeah. 
That was um, <laughs> more power to you. Yeah, it's just one step in front of the other. That's basically it for me. <laughs> not and not look back. <laughs> no, but you, you're doing a phenomenal job. You know, like you you have Seriously. like people from all over the place, like on not talking about every project. You know, like it's just brilliant. It's it's an mm. unbelievable kind of outlet for for bands to be able to come on and talk about stuff. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the whole that's, purpose. Yeah. And I yeah, think like it's, metal, it's, yeah. the Metal Cell podcast is probably one of the most important, like in my opinion, most important podcasts for heavy music in Ireland. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Like completely. Seriously. So thanks for everything you, you do for, for small bands, for, for doing that. Yeah. Everything you do for Irish bands, like we really appreciate it. Yeah. Seriously. And, and that's the sole purpose of it, lads. I mean, I came across Shane and I was just going, Jesus Christ, this, this guy is fucking talented. But <laughs> where's his audience? Who's he? Yeah. Who's finding him? Is yeah, anybody no, fine, you know? I must agree, like, with the lads. Like, I think, uh, and that's a big thank you to yourself, Richie. Like, I mean, I think you'd be, my one of my main supporters and backers, you know what I mean? So I really appreciate it. Like, because, again, it is kind of tough, especially with this type of music. It's a bit niche, mm. so it's hard to get the right audience. And I know there's always a, a blend between metal and that's, this type of music is, is shortening, you know? So I knew, like, uh, you know, kind of metal, metal fans would, would, would kind of like this music, you know? So I think... Uh, I think it was Kelvin who told me about yourself, you know, I mean, about a year ago, you know, and told me to send that EPT. And right from that point on, you've been, you've been a constant supporter and it's been amazing. Again, thanks so much. Yeah. And Jake as well from Elder Jude. I got Jake into you as well. Yeah, no, but me and Jake, you know, the odd time, send a few messages back and forth here and there now. And yeah, again, we got, again, I, what's great about the Metal Cell podcast for me is as well, it's maybe because maybe I don't do too much, like, you know, I'm not really touring or anything like that, mm. or I've kind of, I kind of, I suppose my exposure to the Irish kind of metal scene kind of, you know, wavered here and there, you know, so uh, it's given me, you know, uh, the chance to basically find the likes of these guys, the likes of Worn Out, Carosa, Elder Druid, Grey Stag, you know, again, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, Again, I'm not saying I wouldn't have ever heard you guys, but again, Metal Cell really helped in, in uh, bringing that to my attention. And again, the talent pool in this aisle is just unbelievable. Like, yeah. It's unbelievable. Like, you know what I mean? Again, like, I mean, uh, again, it's, it's, it could be just a thing, just find the right audience. Because again, this is, it's like, you know, the likes of Corrosa and Worn Out, it's as good as I hear in America. Like, you know, Worn Out to me sound like almost like a bit like Every Time I Die or Cancer Bats, that kind of a vibe. Corrosa to me sound a bit like, you know, kind of like, you know, a little bit of High on Fire, bit of neurosis and stuff like that and all and again it, it almost sounds just as good as any of those guys you know what i mean so it's it unbelievable. yeah it's a brilliant scene that we're part of and mm. 2021 should should just see us flooded with new releases oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> big time um, can i can i actually yeah. ask you shane uh are you able to play life like as in do you do, would, do you have an idea of a setup of uh, would you be able to do it yeah like it's, it's a it's, yeah, it's a question I get asked a lot, actually, because um, I haven't done it uh, to date uh, in this kind of style, even with the old project I never did. Um, I mean, there's, there's a few Irish synthwave acts out there, for example, who are doing it. There's, um, I don't know if you've heard the likes of Craven or a Surgery Head up in the north. They'd be probably two of the leaders um, in this country. Um, I suppose I haven't worked out the full logistics yet, but I mean, I saw Surgery Head live, for example, and all he literally had was a laptop and basically had a one of those focus right things and then that was literally all he had you know so you, you made it work and it sounded unbelievable you know craving the same he literally just had one synth he had his laptop whatever other uh, technology he had there as well and unbelievable sound you know what i mean so um at the moment again i'm getting more of the itch 
you know what I mean? The itch is starting to come a bit more. Maybe in the new year, will I start to look to maybe getting making this possible? Because it would be cool. Um, I used to gig back in the day with a few uh, when I was in school and stuff, and into my you know early college years. And again, I love this performance. Great. Um, it's not the be all and end all for me personally, to be honest. Um, yeah, again, some, so, sometimes I don't like being the focal point at times, you know, I kind of like just being the person, the audience rather than being the main person on stage, you know? Mm. Um, but again, it's more and more the itch is coming, but I suppose at the same time, um, it'll be a difficult one in terms of, I suppose, the audience as well, you know what I mean? And who, who to gig with and stuff like that, you know? Um, but look, uh, never say never, you know what I mean? Mm. At the moment, uh, it's something, again, more and more, I'm thinking that'd be cool to do, you know? Yeah, I, think, I think it's cool though, that you could like, you, you could seamlessly fit in with it, like an electronic festival or a metal festival or yeah. anything really like that. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, like even like, uh, maybe it was a bit kind of weird back in the day. Like I was being played on Spin 103.8. I was been on 98FM <laughs> at times. Kind of weird kind of shows that my style didn't really fit it as such, you know. Now it was great to get the exposure, obviously. But at times, you know, you're listening to very much like, you know, you have Tiesto and then all of a sudden you have me playing then after, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, you know, okay, it's cool. But yeah, you can tell there was a bit of a difference there, if you know what I mean. But yeah, like I know what you mean. Like, you know, I think... No. This music and people in this world as well, they play a lot of the high up top electronic festivals and then the next day they'll be next week they'll be playing a big metal festival, you know? Mm. Um, but really yeah. I really think like uh like the electronic and metal world has come so much closer like in the last yeah. couple yeah. of years. So I could see you playing with metal bands like one hundred percent. And yeah. in my opinion, you really should do it and really should approach it. Yeah. So if you want to do it just maybe maybe ask You've one got of us plenty maybe, of friends yeah. here <laughs> yeah. we, we can, can we can organize do, uh, it we should do a metal cell festival i think Richie, you know? oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i think that'd be cool i think that'd be cool i'd be accused of favoritism <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um if it took for that to get you live we'll do something how about that all right, you heard okay. it here first. I heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Remember that. <laughs> Every this other spend. This has been recorded now, remember. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll, get him, we'll get him down to Cork anyway, first of all. How about that? Uh, well, well, I was in Cork actually in September because I was, meant, I was meant to be getting married in September, but then, of course, COVID hit. So I went to Cork instead yeah. uh, for a weekend. But actually, I'm, I'm half Cork. You know what I mean? So I'm actually 50% Cork man. So but yeah. You're basically home here. <laughs> Basically, home, second home. Yeah. So, just looking into 2021, we'll start with you, Karen. Have you stuff still lying around that you're going to pursue? Or is, yeah, is Croza the main focus for 2021? Croza is always the main focus. Yeah. Like, this, this is just something I just do for whatever, okay. you know, like this, uh, again, like I say, as an outlet for myself. But um, yeah, like when I was working on this stuff, I had about 20 something tracks um, lying around. A lot of them didn't get finished or I didn't delve enough into them. You know, the, the ones that made it were the ones that I just focused on mm. um, those four or whatever. But uh, yeah, there's like bits and pieces of tracks lying around that I've, I'm dying to do something with. So yeah, I'm going to look into doing it. Like the next thing I'm going to focus on doing a full length. And I know that the demo is 30 whatever minutes long. So like looking at around 40, 50 minutes maybe of, of like a full chunk of something and then i have an ep planned like a two two track ep but again it's just it's just slow process at the minute a lot of stuff is like i just jot down lyrics on the spot or like if i'm sitting in the living room or something with my guitar just like unplugged just like playing a riff every now and then i'm like if it's something that i can remember mm. that when i pick up the guitar again that i can remember <laughs> how to play it i'm like right i'll save that and if yeah. it's something that i can't i'm just like pfft, just like 
put it into the trash folder and delete forever. Like, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've I've a good few things planned anyway. I don't I don't know how it's going to come out or in what form or whatever or when exactly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, early in. 2021 but uh we'll see that's the great advantage oh. of it uh being digital and that you can just get it out there yourselves you know rather yeah. than relying yeah. on anybody else to do it for you yeah yeah um alex you have a few and maybe yeah. announcements maybe uh yeah okay like two or two announcements for cool. for like the first announcement uh from today on uh all of the abysm ep is on spotify is on apple music um which maybe ties into the second announcement this is specific- this has been withheld from a U.S. label. Uh, it's called Desert Records, and they will. I well, I just signed to them with nice. the business, and they will put out a physical. Like that, that that's not one hundred percent set, but we we're thinking about doing a physical run of the first EP. But that will one hundred percent be second EP, which is all, uh, almost done. Like all the all the structure is done. Um, I'm just now looking into doing vocals and synths. And then it will release sometime next year Excellent. in physical form too. Excellent. That's and then great we're going to play well. and it's not a solo project anymore. Oh, no? okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Why not? Um, well, look, here's the thing. I still write all of all the stuff, but I, I'm really itching to get this on stage. Yeah. And a couple of people. It deserves approach- to be on stage. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, man. Seriously. Um, yeah. A couple of people approached me saying, oh, this is great. Oh, I so want to be involved. Um, some people you all know, probably. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm working on getting, w- once we can play shows again, getting this on stage. And it won't be like just, oh, there are four or five guys standing on stage just playing the thing, playing the show. will be more like uh, an audio-visual thing. Nice. Like with, uh, but that, that's, that's just in the concept yeah. phase right now. Okay. This will happen, but I can tell you when. Mm. And thanks for the track as well for the Smashing Skull sessions, man. Yeah, you're welcome. Like, really I cool. was really humbled like, like that you asked me. And I have a Corosa <laughs> track on the Metal Cell as well. <laughs> so you're next, Shane, whatever. I'm, I'm, the, red, I'm the red-headed stepchild, am I? <laughs> we'll figure something out for you. <laughs> and you're, you said you're more or less taking a break from Golgotha into 2021. You're focusing on something else, is it? Yeah, well, okay. I'd say that after after every release, I say to my mm-hmm. fiance, I'm like, that's it. I don't want to see another synth. I don't want to touch FL Studio. I don't want to go near another laptop. And then, of course, two days later, I'm like, oh, this beat sounds good. Uh, you know, I'll start to really work <laughs> on this. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the mind at the moment is, uh, God, God, I want to take a little bit of a break from it. Um, so I got two EPs and an album out in the year, which yeah, is pretty good. Fantastic, so, yeah. So uh, yeah, this 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 cinematic kind of project, says, almost kind of soundtrack style, will be what I'm working on now until into the new year. Um, but the the one thing I really want to get at some point, obviously, is is the introduction of vocals to a degree. Um, I think female vocals suits dark synth and synthwave more than more than male vocals, to be honest. Um, so I'd love to get like a, at some point some a female vocalist onto one of the tracks or a new track coming up, you know. Um, but yeah, that's that's the plan now for the next while. Um, I don't know about the likes of you know artwork and stuff. I might give it a go myself again and see what mm-hmm. what I can come up with. But if not, I might have to rely on the likes of Kelvin again or or Kieran. Maybe we'll yeah. see. Yeah, hit me uh, up. <laughs> you know, uh, we'll see uh, what we do. But yeah, that's the plan anyway. Going into the new year. 
Lads, it's been brilliant having you on. The power of creativity through all this shit and you managed to get out fantastic releases this year. Absolute respect and I yes. really hope 2021 will be as successful for you and as I said, maybe a live date or two for maybe one or two of you anyway would certainly be welcome down here anyway. Yeah. Awesome. So Working on it. So thanks lads for coming on. Um, if you're a fan of the show, be sure to subscribe to the Metal Cell on the podcast and on YouTube. You'll be listening to Shane from Golgotha, Alex from Abysm, and Kieran from The Astralist. Thanks lads. Cheers, Cheers. Thanks a million. Thank you guys.